You guys, survival mode is real, and that's okay. I wish somebody had told me that sooner, so if I only get the chance to tell you one thing, it's this. Give yourself some grace, because personal growth is not an overnight journey, but I can already see it. You are a fighter. We can't tell you what's right for you, but we can help you break down the intentional internal work it takes to know and love who you are. So that you can think thoughts that serve you, connect more deeply in your relationships, and spread that love with others. I'm Jenny. And I'm Joe. And this is Of Progress and Purpose. Hi everyone, welcome to the Of Progress and Purpose podcast. We are super excited to have you here. We are. It's our first time, so go easy on us. But yeah, we're noobs. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're happy to be here. Just a little bit about us. I am Jenny First. I'm a wife and mama of two little kids. I like to call myself an entry-level runner. I wouldn't say an aspiring runner, but when I say runner, just don't have grand expectations of me. I'm also a lover of chocolate. Chocolate is my love language. And I'm Joe. I'm uh, married to Jenny, obviously, and uh, we do have two uh, very adorable children. Uh, mostly that's Jenny's fault. They got all her genes. <laughs> False. Anyway, um, professionally, I'm a uh, middle school technology education teacher or shop teacher. And so that's what I do every day is deal with 158th and 9th graders with saws and drills and all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> I'm also a runner. I, I enjoy trail running. I uh, recently signed up for a 100-mile trail race, so He's we'll crazy. see how that goes. But that's one thing I really enjoy. Other than that, yeah, I'm just happy to be here, excited to do this podcast. So I pretty much just aspire to be Joe, but I'm really lucky that I married him, and we're both looking forward to being a part of this. Absolutely. All right, so for our segments... I don't remember what they are. (laughs) Okay, I'll introduce them to you and to everybody at the same time. The first segment is our confession session, and this is something that I used to do with my roommates in college, and we, we maybe got into a little bit more than I will share for the public eye, but do you have any confessions? I'll let you go first. Oh, I don't know. I'm in my pajamas right now. I'm not in my pajamas. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas all the time, guys. If you know me, you know how true that is. And we thought about getting one of those doormats that say, like, give us a minute or something. We're probably not wearing any clothes. <laughs> and I do wear clothes, but they're not usually socially <laughs> acceptable to answer the door in. <laughs> So I did not do this with my roommates, so it's actually kind of a challenge for me to come up with the confession. I try to I try to forget things that I do that are embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I know one. Okay. Okay, so here's my confession. So when I go running and I and I have like a like a stuffy nose or whatever, I just I just do the whole snot rocket thing. Like I don't care who's driving by or whatever, and I'm pretty darn good at it. I can get like some distance on that. <laughs> Inaccuracy. But you don't do it on the path, right? Is there some other place to do it? Like off to the side of the path where people aren't going to walk. Just wherever it lands is where it lands. Oh my gosh. Sad. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So there's our confessions for you guys. So hopefully after that, you're still with us. Maybe. If they if they have any good sense, they'll probably turn it off right now. The second segment is our meh or must-have, which is where we're going to recommend 
things to you that we love or things we thought we would love and didn't end up loving so much. Do you have anything like that? Oh. Ooh, I know one for you. Your darn tough socks. Well, that's what I was going to do, but... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so here's a must-have. I wear darn tough Vermont socks. It's a little company in Vermont that makes wool socks. And I kid you not, if you wear these socks, you will never buy another brand of socks ever in your life. They have a lifetime warranty. Like, what pair of socks has a lifetime warranty? I mean, come on. Super comfortable. Super nice. They're a little pricey, but they'll last you like five years. So They are pricey. And they're not super feminine and cute, but they're way warm and comfortable. They do have some, some girly colors, though. Oh. If you buy the women's version. So we just need to get me a pair then. Yeah. Oh, I have a meh, actually. Is that what I call it? I was super excited to try those sweet rolled tacos. This is going to be, I feel kind of mean. Is this mean to say this? No, but you might want to explain what they are. <laughs> yeah, so they're these cute, like I've seen so many pictures on Instagram and they're these little waffle cone shaped, wait, waffle, <laughs> I don't even know how to say that. Taco shaped waffle cones. <laughs> Taco shaped waffle cones, that's what they are. And they're filled with ice cream that they actually like roll out. So they look super cute, but I tried it and it was not that great. And I love ice cream. <laughs> I'm super. Um... She's an ice cream connoisseur. Let's <laughs> just put it that way. It was not bad ice cream, but it was not $8.50 worth deliciousness ice cream. It was not that. So the pictures look cute. It was worth the novelty experience, but I would not go back just for a treat. All right. Our last segment is our aha moment. So that's if you have anything that stood out to you this week. So I follow the Conscious Rose on Instagram, and she's so smart. I love to watch her stories and hear some of the things she talks about, but today she was talking about limiting beliefs and how we believe what we tell ourselves. So she used the example that she tells herself, I'm so tired all the time. And this week she made a goal to not say, I'm so tired to herself, and she realized that she had a lot more energy. And I was just thinking about this in the context of trusting yourself because we're big on that. I, I'm big on that as a parent, I think. There's so much out there and so many people willing to give their opinion or their advice and you need to trust yourself. But then I also think we have to be careful of our self-talk and pay attention to that. So that was an aha moment for me. <laughs> Thank you. You want to come back to this next week, honey? Yeah, we'll come back to it next week. <laughs> so this is sort of a trial experiment. I love to write, but as a mom, I also really appreciate audio. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I feel like I need the capacity to connect and learn, but still be able to be hands-free. So we're throwing this out there in case you can relate. So Of Progress and Purpose is really about owning your identity, and that's including your shortcomings, but also living with purpose. So we're going to spend a lot of time talking about what that looks like for us. And we know it's going to be different for you, but we hope that you can pick up something of value from our perspective and our experience. You know, life's a journey and uh, journeys are best made with friends. 
Yes. For me, uh, this sort of came about as I was coming out of the postpartum stage with our son. And I worried a lot about what people thought of me to the point of just this overwhelming anxiety. So I asked Joe, how do I stop worrying about what other people think? Because I feel like you are so good at this, honey. He is super kind and gets along with everyone, but he isn't afraid to say what's on his mind. And I remember he said, I just know who I am. I know who I am and that doesn't change based on whether or not people like me or agree with me. And I thought, that's it. That's the secret to know who I am. And so that really spurred this curiosity in me. Who am I and how do I find that out so that I can have confidence in that? And I realized that there were a lot of people out there asking the same sorts of questions. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of other people that are asking themselves something like that right now. You know, everyone has those kinds of periods in their life when they're trying to determine who they are and how that's going to look moving forward. Transition periods, like having kids, I think is yeah. is one of those. I know that for me, becoming a dad, is that was, that was a big transition for me and like this whole new part of my identity that, you know, I had to figure out. It was big. And I think even with the second child, because they always tell you nap when the baby naps. And then with our second, that was kind of impossible to do because (laughs) we always had one awake, but it just, it adds from there. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So all these things that happen in our lives that, that cause us to kind of go back and wonder, okay, like, can I do this? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and and sometimes it's expected, like becoming parents or getting married or, you know, moving out or going to college, those kind of things, you know, we kind of can predict a little bit. But then there's the, the, on top of that, there's the other things that we don't expect. If we have a loved one who passes away or we lose our job or we have a faith crisis, you know, those kind of things can be a huge reality check for us. I think that especially when we haven't taken any inventory of ourselves and where we're at, and then all of a sudden it hits you. Right. Yeah. It's hard enough when you have kind of an established identity and, and, and know who you are and what your purpose is. You know, that's hard enough. But if you don't, that can, that can really rock your world, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's this kids fantasy book series and Jenny and I have both read it, um, but it's called the five kingdoms. It's by the author is Brandon Mull. Um, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I, I read uh, kids' fantasy novels. <laughs> we love Brandon Wool. <laughs> yeah, We've read really almost good. all of his books. They'll definitely be uh, books that we have our kids read. So in this series, The Five Kingdoms, the protagonist, his name is Cole. He's a young man, like 14, 15 years old, if I remember right. And he has to go on this quest to find and rescue five different princesses in five different magical kingdoms. And during his journey, he finds out that basically what's happened is that each of these five princesses has become separated from their magical powers. In the book, this is called shaping power. And basically what it means is the user has the ability to change or manipulate certain aspects of the world around them, which seems meaningful. (laughs) In consequence of becoming decoupled from the person, these magical shaping powers have taken on these monstrous physical forms of their own that are running amok throughout the kingdoms, causing all sorts of mayhem and destruction and and all sorts of bad news. And the key to rescuing the princesses and setting everything right 
ends up being that each princess has to reconnect with her power. And that means she has to defeat her monster. In order for that to happen, Cole has to use his magical powers to help each princess find her center, the core of her identity, and then rekindle that and reestablish the connection between the princess and her shaping power or her ability to to affect the world around her. And then once that happens, the, the princess is then able to defeat her monster, uh, masters her power, and, and becomes an agent for good in the story. And I think that that's kind of an interesting image or metaphor for our own lives. In order to master not only ourselves, but the world in which we find ourselves, we have to discover and become the master of who we are, that central spark that burns within each of us and connects us to our own powers and faculties. And when we do that, we become able to see clearly and act as agents in our own sphere of influence for the good of not only ourselves, but those around us. But then on the other hand, if we fail to do this, we end up becoming agents of chaos and destruction, not only in our own lives, but for everyone around us. So you have to face your monsters. Right. You have, to f- you have to face your monster, and the way you do that is by figuring out who you are and learning how to use your abilities Strength. and faculties for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, long story short, establishing your identity and discovering that is essential to becoming a force for good in the world, which I think, you know, that's something all of us want, even if we're a little bit afraid of it. I think the reason I'm so passionate about this topic and why I was really excited to do this podcast is because I think there's so much messaging going on in society right now about identity and who we are and stuff like that. And really, most of it is confusing at best. I think a lot of it's really destructive. I think there are a huge number of people who live their lives without understanding who they really are, much less what to do about that. And I think that a lot of the reason is because of the stories that society tells us about who we are and what that means. So I'm really excited to dig deep in this podcast into these concepts of identity and purpose. And I hope that what we're doing here convinces you that A, you need to start this journey of discovering your identity and purpose and B, that you've got what it takes to see it through. I love that. And I especially love what you say about messaging. And I don't mean to add to that list. We definitely don't have all of the answers, but we just wanted to be open about our journey with you and what that looks like for us and hopefully spur you to start it for yourself. Yeah, and and really hopefully, you know, we want this to be kind of a community thing. And and so we're hoping that you can share some of your ideas and, and tips and stuff with us too. We do have an Instagram and a website where you can connect with us, uh, so be sure to listen for that at the end. We'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. If we miss something or if you have more to add, we'd really love to hear that. Also, I love lists, and so every episode we're going to make a list. The number of items might vary, but we will bullet point it out for you, and I think it will help you get a lot more application out of it that way too. Right, so today we're going to talk about Five sort of simple introductory questions that you can ask yourself to help you own your identity and to start this process of exploring what identity means to you. And simple might <laughs> might be misleading. Yeah. Maybe fundamental is a better word. Well, 
Just questions to think about. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Number one, what is your faith? What do you truly believe in? And what do you hold on to when you face adversity? So that's the first question I started asking myself. And I learned that for me, I have a soul and a divine nature. And I believe in Jesus. I need grace every day. But faith is not exclusive to religious beliefs. So that will make an appearance a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> But I think faith includes other values that we might have. It's not exclusive to religion, such as family and compassion. And I am still figuring that out, but I will share with you as I go. Right. So we're not saying that you have to be the stereotypical religious person who sits in a church pew every Sunday to do this journey, right? That's a really important thing in our family. Jenny and I, you know, we're, we're both very religious but we're also not here to preach at you or anything like right. that. So I think that faith can be a really important part of your identity. And it can also be an outgrowth of your identity. So it might be one of those chicken or the egg sort of questions. But I think either way, a clear sense of where you originate from and your desired destination, whatever that is for you, is essential to discovering who you are and deciding what you're about. And that's regardless of whether you're, it's tied to a particular religious tradition. So Jenny and I share a belief that our souls are literally the offspring of divine parentage. And personally, I can't tell you how much that that's mattered in my own journey to find and develop my own identity. It's enabled me to develop patience with myself and resilience to try over and over again to get it right. And it's also helped me establish a value system which guides my decision making and so forth. So I think that that's, whatever that looks like for you, that's, that's, a, that's an important question you got to start with. Mm -hmm. Question number two is, how can you live with more intention? This has been one of my goals all year long, particularly with regard to my family, but also with regard to myself. So what really makes you come alive? What things feel like love? And what are you doing to make more of those memories in your life? Yeah. So sometimes for me, that looks like putting down my phone during the day with the kids. And that is not something I'm perfect at. <laughs> Joe knows. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to set a schedule because I'm so bad at moderation. And if I don't go cold turkey, like no Facebook, no Instagram, no television, then I'm going to use it too much. I'm going to overdo it. But I literally have timers set on my phone for all of my social media apps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some fancy stuff you can do on there. But I've really started diving in, just trying to find that balance. And sometimes we need to be on social media, especially writing a blog or creating a podcast, but just trying to make more of the memories that matter at the same time. So spending time with my kids, playing with them, and maybe doing things for myself that really restore me versus just vegging out and being thoughtful and aware of what those things are. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that living with intention kind of arises from the previous question. Um, if you have an idea of where, you, where you're coming from, where you're trying to get to, the natural next step, I guess, is ask what your purpose ought to be in being here, right? If there's not a purpose at all, then it's really easy to give in to nihilistic sort of self-destructive behaviors. And what does nihilistic mean? So nihilistic is it's it's uh, belief in nothing. Like nothing matters. Then then I'm just going to I'm going to take out my rage on the world kind of thing. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. So that's nihilism. 
<clears throat> so if there's no purpose at all, then it's really easy to give into nihilistic and self-destructive behaviors. And really that doesn't do anybody a lot of good. There's a lot of utility in figuring out who you are and where you're going, and what you're going to do about that. Because if you can figure out your purpose, then it's like you've unlocked this new mission for yourself and you can spend your time doing something meaningful rather than something meaningless. So this whole concept of, of intentionality or living with intention is about going about your life, carrying out actions with the intent to accomplish something. So when you know what that something is, you can evaluate whether your actions or decisions are, are getting you closer to that. And hopefully you, you're able to cut out the things that, that take you farther away from it. I think that's what we mean when we, we say something like living with intentionality. You're living in such a way that you're the one calling the shots and doing the things that are going to get you where you want to go instead of being carried around by whatever current you happen to run across. Because you want to be in the driver's seat. Right. Yeah. Now, that, of course, that doesn't mean that you're going to have complete control over everything that happens to you. That's just, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> right. That's just not realistic. You know, stuff happens. But it does mean that you can choose how you're going to act in your own circumstances with intent towards your purpose, no matter what happens to you. Whether that's deciding how you're going to utilize your smartphone or social media, how you're going to spend your time and other resources in general, that's what living with intention is all about. All right, so question number three, I'll take this one started off, um, is how can you confidently show up as your true self? And I think confidence is such a huge thing in establishing your identity, finding your purpose, living intentionally. I think that finding those things can really boost your confidence in yourself, but it also, living with intentionality also requires some confidence. So as an example, I used to be really shy growing up. I was kind of a nerdy little kid and I, I was not, you Aww. know, <laughs> I, was, I was not a social butterfly by any stretch of the imagination. I was really not a confident person. And I think a lot of it looking back is because I really just didn't have much of an established identity other than, you know, what I came from home with, but that will only get you so far. I hadn't broken out on my own, kind of figured out who I was. But once I began establishing that and figuring out who I was, what I was about, my confidence started to increase. It was a lot easier for me to take control of my life and my choices. And I think that's good because, you know, let's face it, when we know who we are and what we're about, it actually does take some real commitment to live true to that. Sometimes we have to make hard decisions about what kind of choices we're going to make, what kind of people we need to be with, what kind of influences we're going to allow in in our lives. And we have to be prepared that sometimes what we do might not be popular. We might have to be alone sometimes. So that's what I think of when I think about how can I confidently show up as my true self. And I love how you say sometimes it might not be popular. So we'll talk about a lot of different ways that we can show up and show up as our true selves, but not trying to be somebody for someone else's seal of approval, rather right. just sharing what we bring to the table and offering that up to those who find it valuable and then not taking it personally when not everyone does because not everyone will. Yeah, hate to break it to you. Speaking of that, question number four is who is your support system and how do you build genuine community? I think that who you surround yourself is is really important. So I'm a middle school teacher, right? <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, we've all heard from our parents, you know, growing up that who you spend your time with, that's who you're going to be like. And now that I'm adult and uh, spend time with the 158th and 9th graders every day, 
I can see that you you have firsthand experience. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> got all these little eighth and ninth grade weasels running around. And... You can't call them weasels on here. <laughs> well, it's a very descriptive term of what middle school students are like. Oh no! <laughs> and I mean it is an endearing term. Anyway, so I get to see this all the time, and uh, it's really true that who you spend your time with is who you're going to end up becoming. So it's a good idea to pick some friends who are on the same path as you, who are going where you want to go. And you really should include some people, you know, in that list of, of your support system that can serve as role models who you might see as being ahead of you on that path that you can look up to. And I feel like that's really intimidating. Maybe that just goes back to confidence in recognizing that I add value too, but yeah, you know, it's it, it can be a little bit intimidating, I think. But at the same time, you really want to develop those relationships with, with people who you look up to. I think that when you do that, it gives you something to shoot for. It gives you a chance to learn from their experience and stuff. So, and this is not to say that you shouldn't be friends with people who are different from you. There's definitely some value in learning new things from people who might not share all of your characteristics. That's a good thing. But at the same time, your community needs to build you up rather than distract you or tear you down. And I think a lot of that has to do with where you're coming from, because if you're coming from a place of strength that you're already rooted in, then it's easy to look at someone and say, your differences add value and they they help me learn. Whereas if you're on shaky ground already, maybe it will tear you down. So you have to be aware of yourself and not put that responsibility on someone else. Right. So I think this is the the question of rescue missions. You hear sometimes, well, shouldn't I be friends with or, or spend time with somebody who they've got all these problems, they're doing all these things that I don't necessarily want to participate in, but I want to rescue them from that. And you have to be really careful with that. You know, I'm big into the outdoors and hiking and trail running. I've been a scoutmaster and I've gone through quite a bit of wilderness survival training and so forth. And one of the things that they teach you first in those kind of things is that if you go in trying to rescue somebody, say they're lost in the woods or, or whatever, they're hurt. If you go into that situation and you are not prepared and you don't have the skill to help them, and you don't have the necessary support in place, you're going to end up being a victim yourself. And you're not going to help anything. You are going to make the situation worse. Right. You know, you're not going to make it any better. And it's kind of the same thing with our friendship. So we just have to be really careful and make sure that, yes, there are times when you, you do need to, to help pull somebody up. And that's great and that's okay but you need to be sure that you're on a firm footing yourself and you've got the support system and you've got the the skill and the, the ability to actually help them out rather than them pulling you down. So to kind of sum up here, you want to build a strong community about yourself that reflects who you want to become. And you do that by building relationships of trust with people who share your values and purpose. Absolutely. And I am a self-help junkie, so I also have a lot of podcasts and books and uh, inspiring people to follow that we love. We love Jordan Peterson. Joan- I love Jordan Peterson. He's great. You'll <laughs> he, hear that. He might out have a stuff. little bit of a man crush on Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brene Brown. 
Um, history, even, I think there's a lot that we can learn from history and from the mistakes and successes of others rather than repeating those mistakes ourselves or reinventing the wheel. So there's a lot of good resources that we can recommend, and I think that's a big part of community as well. Right. So there's the old adage, uh, those who uh, fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. But what you don't hear is the second part of that, which is those who do learn from history are doomed to watch everyone else repeat it. <laughs> oh, funny. But true. That's true. Right. <laughs> Last question is, what is resiliency and how can you get some? So resiliency is a huge pillar of identity. This is something I'm currently working really hard to develop. I worry about the what ifs. What will happen if my spouse dies? What if one of my kids gets hurt? Do I really believe in what I believe in? And will I really be able to hack it, the me that I am right now? So it's scary. And and that might go into faith. It might look like gratitude and recognizing what we have. It might look like self-care. And I mean the kind of self-care that is being our best selves for the people that we love. So it's about filling our tanks, but it's not about, it's not selfish. It's about taking care of ourselves so that we can show up and be there for the people that we care about. And I think that is what really fills our lives with joy. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can't take water out of an empty bucket. You have to take care of yourself, right? In order to, to really be there for other people. I think there's a balance there. When I first heard the term resiliency in this context, I, I was like, what the heck is that? So um, <laughs> so a real simple definition for those of you who might be in that situation is resiliency is the ability to recover from setbacks or, or the ability to succeed in spite of adversity. There's, there's several factors that impact resiliency. One of the big ones is called self-efficacy. I recently finished a dissertation on that so maybe sometime we can do an episode on that yeah <laughs> but uh in a nutshell you know how you view and respond to failure has a lot to do with your future choices and and success so a resilient person is going to view failure as a challenge to be overcome rather than a threat that they're going to try and avoid in the future so they're more likely to persevere stay the course um, and actually in most cases, they'll actually expend greater effort in the future to overcome obstacles and things. So there's quite a few ways you can build resilience. We'll probably devote, I'm guessing, at least one episode to treating that in more depth. But kind of a few ideas to get you started thinking. One that I can really recommend from personal experience and from what I, what I know about resiliency is voluntarily challenging yourself. Go out and do something hard, right? I don't want to. <laughs> and I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> I am not one of these people that like goes around like, here, I'm going to pray for, uh, for uh, trials. No, I'm, I'm not that person. But there, there is some value in going out and not being afraid to do something that's hard. Okay? I think that's true. Um, whether it's something physical, like I like to go sign up for 100-mile races. You know, that might be your thing, but maybe it's something else. Maybe it's learning a musical instrument or, or something like that. But doing something hard. Also, you know, surrounding yourself with, with people who are like you, who are high achievers. When you see somebody else succeed, especially if that person is like you, you're more likely to develop that resilience, be able to face adversity because you're like, yeah, that, that other person's like me and they overcame it, so I can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then finding a community who's going to support you 
uplift you even when you're facing adversity. I think that's really important too. I agree. And I think that kind of goes back to the last question. So just to recap for you guys, the five questions that you can ask yourself just to start exploring this identity journey are number one, what is your faith? Number two, how can you live with more intention? Number three, how do you confidently show up as your true self? Number four, who is your support system and how do you build genuine community? Number five, what is resiliency and how can you get some? So those are some of the things that we hope to address in this podcast, and that will come in a lot of different forms, but faith, intentionality, showing up as our true selves, community, and resiliency. And we understand that these topics are kind of, they're deep to dive into. It's not it's not going to be something you're going to answer overnight. Right, yeah. So we're not expecting you to go do your homework and come back next week with <laughs> the answers to all five of these questions. Yeah. The last thing that I want is for you to feel overwhelmed. I know that it's a lot because I've been there. I have been lost. And I don't want to keep you from pressing forward. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I promise that you can get from A to B. You just have to be patient with your own timing. Um, so what we'd like to do as we get to the end of the episode here is leave you with a one-liner and an action item. So we're going to give you a one-liner, and that is that being intentional about your purpose and identity starts with putting in the thought work. Our action item is if you have any thoughts on these questions, record them on paper or on some other medium. So you can carry a little notebook with you and just write things down on the go. You can put it in a journal. You can send yourself a voice memo. You can share it with a friend. Um, just start keeping a record of the thought work that you're doing. And I also have a prompt for you just on a little bit of a smaller level because I don't want to send you into an existential crisis and those bigger questions can feel a little bit that way. Um, so think about how how do you feel about yourself and your circumstances right now? And how would you like to feel about them a year from now? Not what would you like your circumstances to be? How would you like them to change? But how would you like to feel about them? And remember, you're not alone on this journey. We're right there with you. We've been there. We're still mm -hmm. there. You know, we're, we're still doing this work ourselves. And that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. Spread love. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. We would love for you to be a part of our community. You can also find more on our blog, including today's show notes at ofprogressandpurpose.com. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like to see covered, feel free to reach out to us there or on our Instagram, of progress and purpose. Most of all, thank you for listening. We know how valuable your time is. We'll do our best to make it worth it. Absolutely. See you next time.